Welcome to our family, Janet. It's lovely to have you here. And uh, it's great to be part of our family. Not of our church, part of this family, part of our family. We give you a warm welcome. Right, uh, finishing off the preaching season uh, for the different preachers coming up for the last few weeks. And we've been going through Luke. Um, we've been learning lots of things on this journey. But the greatest thing we've been learning on this journey, first and foremost, is this. What a wonderful saviour we have. What a wonderful saviour we have. Have we been learning what a saviour Jesus Christ is? The one who was willing to leave heaven to come into this world to save us, to love us. And we've learned over the last few weeks, lots of things going on. But these last couple of weeks, you know, what we've been learning over these last two weeks, what it truly means to be blessed. And what it looks like to be a blessing. That's what we've been learning with Dave. And also last week, we were learning that through Ray. What it looked like to be a blessing. And you know, today I want to carry that on. Because we're going to be looking in the last part of this chapter. About a good tree and a bad tree. And a wise and a foolish man. But what it really is, it's two sets of people. Who Jesus is talking about. And if you want a title for this morning's sermon, it's this. Do we love Jesus? Now, I asked uh, a couple of Christian friends yesterday, do we love Jesus? The first thing that he said was, yes. But the thing is, do we really love Jesus? Do we really love Jesus? Because what we've been learning over the last couple of weeks of what it means to be blessed, of what it means to be blessed, is this. Jesus is telling us what it looks like to be loved by him, but also to love him, to love him and to be grown in him. So if I asked you this morning, do you love Jesus? How would you answer that this morning? Because you could say, yeah, that's why I'm here this morning. That's why I'm really enjoying singing these hymns this morning. It's easy to love Jesus in church, you know. It really is. But what about the nitty-grit of life? And we go about our daily lives. Do we really love Jesus? Because what we're going to be learning this morning as we look back, what it truly looks like to love Jesus. What it truly looks like. But before we go into that, I want to pray and ask the Lord to help me personally, but also to help you to get your heart prepared for the Word of God. Because it's a two way thing, this, you know, it's not just about the preacher, it's about you sitting in as well. And you know, Aileen was saying there that she was praying, praying for me, for Paul to speak. But you know, never mind Paul. Are you listening to Jesus this morning? Are you listening to Jesus? Because he does want to speak to us. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to praise you and thank you this morning that we're found in your house to be with you and your people. And we thank you, Lord, that we're going to be looking at your word now. And we just pray that you help us. As we look at your word, that you just help us to see the things of Jesus this morning. And help us, Lord, not just to be listening, Lord, but to go on and obey. To truly know what it is to be blessed by you. To truly know what it is to know your love and to grow in that love. So, Lord, I really, really pray that you go before us this morning. And I pray that you speak to us. Because we ask it all in the name of our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Well, as we're saying there, the last couple of weeks we've been learning what it looks like to be blessed, truly blessed by God, and then what it looks like to be a blessing to God. Have you noticed there the two themes? Firstly, is the blessing of God. Because, you know, for any person this morning, if you want Jesus in your life and you want his blessing, you have to accept it. There's nothing you can do to earn it. You have to take Jesus as he is. Because, you know, we're going to look at a good tree and a bad tree in a minute, but the first thing is this. None of us are good. The only one that was good was the Lord Jesus Christ. But to those who are willing to let him in, to take his love in, then there's a heart of change. And then we truly can be that good tree that Jesus wants us to be. We really can. But it begins with Jesus. We need to understand that Jesus came into the world to save sinners like you and me. That, you know, without him, we are nothing. We're lost. We need him so much. And, you know, the first thing we're going to look at of these two groups of people is a tree and its fruit. In verse 43, and it, the theme is for this, is a heart for Jesus, a heart for Jesus. But let's listen to what it says here in verse 43 to 45. This is Jesus speaking. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs or thorn bushes or grapes or bri from briars. A good man brings good things out of a good stored up in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks of what the heart is full of. Now, when I first looked at this a few weeks ago when I was looking at it, now, I'm not the cleverest person. <laughs> I was in 4A as a kid at school, which was the bottom. I think, what's the Lord going on about here? But then when you look into it and you see what's going on, you know, the Lord is saying, listen, when you look at the tree and the vine, by its fruit, you get to know what it is. By its fruit, you can see what type of tree it is, whether it's good or bad, whether it brings life or death. That's what it's saying. And he's using this illustration of saying, because, you know, each and every person, the heart by its heart, you get to see what it really is like by its conversation and by its actions. And here's the first test for us this morning. Sometimes it's good to step back and just listen to what we talk about. Because you know what? When Jesus is speaking about the heart here, what he's saying is, listen, where your treasure is, that is where your heart is. Now, I've been working with a man for seven years, for the last seven years, for eight hours a day. And all he ever speaks about is football. Eight hours, seven years, every single day. Football, football, football. The sad thing is, like me, he's an Everton fan. me, <laughs> it's not much good, is it? But you know, what you see is where this man's treasure is. What you see is what this man's life is about. The here and now. How sad is that? And he's a good man, you know. He's been good to me. He's helped me in my life, in the job that I was in. But the sad thing is, and you know, he's a religious man, believe it or not. 
You know, he's got a religious background as a Catholic. He's a religious man. But the thing that he really loves, the thing that his heart is so happy about, is football. Eight hours a day. And then when he goes home, he probably speaks to his wife about it. How sad is that? And Jesus is saying this morning, listen. Listen, he's saying. You know, where your heart is, that's truly where your treasure is. And you'll know by the things you speak of. And you'll even know even more by the things that you do. Take a step back this morning. What are we speaking about tonight? What are our lives doing? What are the things that make us happy? Because for my mate, it's football. Even though his team heaven get beat every week. Seriously. Even that happens. You know, he texted me a few weeks ago when Everton stayed up by the last gasp. And nobody put on it. Paul, I'm so, so happy. I've never been this happy in my life. It's quite funny, but it's also very sad, isn't it? It is very, very sad. But that's where his heart is. And Jesus is saying here, listen, what about your heart this morning? What about your conversation this morning? What about your life? Where is it at? Because, you know, let me tell you this. When you go back to verse 17, when Jesus begins these talks to the people, listen to who he's speaking to here in verse 20. Looking at his disciples, he said, he's speaking to those who claim to follow him. That's who he's speaking to. There's other people around, and maybe see those people that are around there. He's also saying to them, you can be my disciple as well, if only you will come. But who he's really speaking to here is the ones who claim to be following him. And what I really love about this part is this, is the fruit, the good things. The man, the good tree with the good things. Because you know, if you ever asked yourself this this morning, or in your life, what are these good things Jesus is on about? And what are the bad things that Jesus is on about? And to find that out, we have to look back on what we've been learning over the last few weeks. That's where you find it. Because what Jesus has been doing, he's teaching what it looks like to be blessed and to be a blessing. And what he's saying is, this is what the Christian life looks like. This is what it looks like to follow me. But are you that good tree or the bad tree? And he begins with the blessing and the woes. Because what he's saying is, first and foremost, blessed are you a poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. I just wonder this morning, as we look at this, as we see this, I just wonder, do we have a heart for Jesus? Because if you want to have a heart for Jesus, the first thing you need to realize is this. He's given you the kingdom of God. Are you thankful for that this morning? That you belong to the kingdom of God. Not this kingdom here and this earth. Not the football or the entertainment or the good job and the nice house and all that type of stuff. He's not talking about that. He's saying, it is my good pleasure that I came into this world to call you to be mine, to choose you to the kingdom of God. Do we really, really thank Jesus for that this morning? Does our heart say, Lord, thank you? 
Because we don't deserve it. We're just sinners. No, we didn't love Jesus. He loved us. We didn't care for Jesus. He cared for us. But by the grace of God, he came into this world and he has given us the kingdom of God. And you know, first and foremost, for the heart of God, you've got to let Jesus touch your heart first. You've got to let him in and understand that he's give you the riches of the kingdom of God that last forever and ever and ever. Because a person who wants to know what them good things are, who wants to be that good tree, we need to understand this. First and foremost, our heart should be in the kingdom of God, not this world. We shouldn't be living for the here and now. We should be living for the everlasting. But what does that look like? Truly, what does it look like to have a heart for Jesus and to be that good tree? To be the one that does them good things. Because you know, Christians sometimes get it wrong. They think, well, we need to build a big church, get lots of people in. I need to be successful, I need to be a great pastor, a great youth worker, all these great things. But let's just see what Jesus says, what it truly looks like, what them good things are. But when he says, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Now, he is speaking of the poor in spirit there. But there's also another picture there. Because if we truly have a heart for Jesus, and we truly want to live in that kingdom, then let me tell you this, we will be poor in this world. Because our eyes should be on the riches of God and not of this world. But we have a pastor who could have been a solicitor. We have a pastor who could have much more riches than he has in this world than he has now. We have a pastor who gave it all up because he wanted to live in the kingdom and not in this world. That's what it means to be poor for God, to live in his kingdom, to have a heart for Jesus. It truly is. You know, Alice's grandfather, he, uh, he was like a farmer who uh, did turkeys. You know, and he went to college with Bernard Matthews. And him and Bernard Matthews were like the top of the class. And both of them had the potential to be the best. But you know, Alice's grandfather, he got saved. He got into the kingdom of God. And instead of chasing turkeys, he chased Jesus. Now, Bernard Matthews went on and on and on, the king of the turkeys. But you know what? Alice's grandfather, he had Jesus, the king of his life. But you know when Bernard Matthews dies? Unfortunately, his turkeys won't be there for him. They'll all be gone. But you know when Alice's grandfather went? He went to live in glory because he chose the kingdom of God. He had a heart for Jesus. He truly did. But also, you know, to be part of that kingdom, to know what it truly looks like, to know what it is to have a heart for Jesus, to be that good tree. Just get hold of this a minute. Listen to what it says. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. You know, it's going to cost you to walk for Jesus. It's going to be hard. You're going to miss out on things. You're going to hunger. Because when your mates or your friends are getting all them things, if you're living in the kingdom, you're going to miss out. But the good news is you're blessed 
because you'll get the greatest satisfaction. It'll be evermore. It's not the here and now. What about this? Blessed are you weep now, for you will laugh. Jesus is saying this, if you want a heart for me, if you truly want to be that good tree, there's going to be tears. It's not an easy road. Have you ever had that in your life? When you're walking with Christ? And it hurts. It truly, truly hurts. You know, I've got a good friend in Bernie Frost. When he left his job, it cost him financially. But you know what else? It cost him. One day, that job was so hard. When he came home, he went to the park, he sat on the bench, and he cried. He cried. But you know what? He didn't give in, because he knows that the laughter is coming. The laughter is coming. But then also, blessed are you when people hate you. You know, when you're living in the kingdom, you won't be liked. Because your life will be different to all around. It will stand out. They won't like it. But great is the reward to all who come to him. But maybe you're the person who's like the battery, who has the bad things in their life. What does that look like? Well, woe to you are rich because your life is on the things of here. Enjoy it. Because you know what? Destruction is on its way. Or woe to you who are very filled up with the things of this place because honestly, destruction is on its way. So do we have a heart for Jesus this morning? Are we truly, truly loving him? Do us, is our eyes on the kingdom and Jesus of living for him? And that seems such a hard thing to do. Well, listen, get hold of this. Because, you know, at the end of the day, what Jesus is saying, walk with me. Because, you know what, you only have the kingdom because I left it. You'll only have the air satisfaction because I was willing to become poor so you can have the riches of God. You'll only have that everlasting laughter because I truly weeped because I was separated from my father in the kingdom. And you only have the reward because I was truly, truly hated. Jesus was hated because he loved us. Because he wanted to give the kingdom to his disciples. And he calls on us to be good trees for him. And the truth is, if we're honest, we're not very good at it, are we? But you know what? The Lord understands. He doesn't just cast us to one side. But what he does expect, when we do get it wrong, is to get back up and start again. Because that's the true mark of a Christian, you know. Not the successful one that says, I can do all things. It's the one that knows I'm not great at this, Lord, but I'm going to keep going because you love me and I have the kingdom to wait for me. Is that us this morning? Is that us? Well, you know, the next one that we're going to look at is the wise and the foolish builders. And what does that look like? Well, you know, building our lives on the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we a people that love the Lord so much that we're willing to obey 
what he calls us to do. He says here in verse 46, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not what do, do, don't do what I say? Are you a Christian this morning? Do you claim to be a follower of Jesus? Well, let me ask you this this morning. Do you actually listen to Jesus? Speaking, we're singing there. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord. It's all right to sing it, isn't it? But are we really listening to what Jesus is saying? Seriously. That's why as elders, as leaders, pastors of the church, the four of us, we make sure and we want that God's word is central within this church. We will fight to the death that this stays open week in, week out, that God's word is preached. Because we believe that is the only way to build our lives on Jesus Christ. We really do. But are we really listening to Jesus? Because to really listen to Jesus, listen to what Jesus says here. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not what I say? We're only listening when we do the things that he says. And what does Jesus tell us to do? He says, well, listen. Love your enemies. Do we really love our enemies? And when Jesus says, love your enemies, you know what he means? He means, love everyone within your life. doesn't mean you like them. We should love them. Do you think Jesus likes us at all times? Tell you, mate, when I think, look at my life, Jesus must say, tell you, mate, boy, you're terrible. But he still loves me because he died for me. Are we truly building our life on the Lord Jesus Christ? Do we truly listen and obey to the things that he says? Because Jesus tells us this morning, he says, listen, you know, there's two sets of people here. There's the wise and it's the foolish. The wise are the ones who love and obey me. They do the things that I call them to do. They're the ones who are following me. They may not be the greatest, are they? But they have a heart to do that. They really do. But then there's the foolish. Because what the foolish are doing, when they hear God's word, they hear Jesus speak, what they're saying is, I don't want to know. They're rejecting it. But Jesus tells us this. There are storms on the way. And there's two types of storms, you know. There's the storms of life and there's the storms of judgment. To those who are building their lives on the Lord Jesus Christ, on the teachings that he tells us, they will stand. But to those who reject the word of Christ, there is destruction on the way. But I was thinking about this this week, you know. And I was wondering, you know, we know lots and lots of people, don't we, who fall away from Christ. They start off, they're living for Christ, they're walking with Christ, but then they somehow they walk away. Have you ever wondered why that has happened? Well, Jesus is telling us this morning. Because when them storms of life come, these people have got no foundation in Christ. They are not building their lives on Jesus. Because if they were, they will be able to stand up to the storms of life. But there's a warning for us this morning, to each and every one of us. We may think that we're going on well for the Lord. 
But the truth is this. Do we really, really have a foundation in Christ? But Jesus says this, I will show you what it is like. They are like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. You know, for those that love Jesus, for those that know Jesus, and those that are wise this morning, there are people that are digging deep into the word of God. Getting to know Jesus, who he really is. The love that he has for us and what it truly means to follow him. Because Jesus tells us this, you know. He doesn't say, listen, don't worry. Everything's going to be all right, you know. Although it will to all those that trust him because we'll be with him in the kingdom. But he tells us this. You know, you will have troubles in this world. But don't fear because I have overcome it. But he also tells us this. He promises in Hebrews that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'd be with us through the good and the tough times. But we truly, truly, truly want to love Jesus. We need to build our lives upon him. We need to be in the word. Trusting and obeying what Jesus tells us to do. And why does Jesus tell us this? Because he wants what's best for us. He's looking out for us. But you know, for those that don't, the foolish. There is a storm of destruction coming. Of judgment. And you know, how are we going to stand up on that day? Because if we truly don't put our trust in Jesus Christ, if we truly don't build our lives on him and his teachings, what Jesus is saying, when that day comes, your house is built on sand. And listen to what he says. The moment that torrent struck the house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Complete means it's finished, it's gone. And what he's saying is, listen, if you don't build your life on me, if you don't take heed of my word and follow it, well, you have no part of my kingdom. And if you have no part of my kingdom, there's a place called hell waiting for you. There really is. Eternal judgment. But there is eternal blessings waiting for those who are willing to build their lives on Jesus. But as I said at the beginning, to truly love Jesus, you have to let Jesus love you first. You have to understand we cannot be that good tree or wise servant until we totally understand how much we need him. I've met many people in my life who say, I'll be all right because I ain't that bad. Or I'll be all right because my mum and dad went to church. Even met more business. Well, well, my dad was a vicar. Well, I'm sorry, it ain't good enough. Because if it was good enough, then why did Jesus come into the world to die such a horrible death? It was God's plan and God's way how to save people. And if you've never come to Jesus, come to him today. Because he loves you. And he wants to bring you into the kingdom. Or maybe, just like me this morning, 
It's a wake-up call. Am I truly loving Jesus? Is my conversation in the kingdom? Is my life in the kingdom or is it in the things of this world? Am I truly building my life, the foundations digging deep into the truths of Jesus' words? Am I really doing that? Because, you know, we want to be blessed and to be a blessing and to be part of that kingdom. We need to build our lives on Jesus. I'm going to finish up in prayer now and then. Our worship team will come up. Heavenly Father, we just want to praise you and thank you first and foremost, Lord, that you love us. That you sent your son, the Lord Jesus, into this world to pay the price that we couldn't pay. But I just pray this morning, Lord, that you help us to truly know that love and to grow in it. Building our lives on the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we ask it for your glory. Amen.